Good morning, Hope Church. Really good to be with you again this morning. Let's pray as we begin today. Father, we want to thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. We ask that you would speak to us today. We ask that you'd open our eyes and our hearts and our minds. Would you bless us today? But more than anything, would you give us faith and would you help us to move forward in our service of you? In Jesus' name, amen. This is now our third week of Faith in Action. Uh, we've looked at a number of things. Last week, we looked at how faith releases God's grace and power into our lives, how God's promises become real to us through faith. And it was amazing to see that even a small amount of faith can move a huge mountain. This week, we want to move on and begin to look at some of the people mentioned in Hebrews 11 and how they lived by faith, how they made faith work in their context that God placed them in. We're going to turn to Hebrews 11 and we're going to read verses 1 to 6. I'm reading from the NIV version. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought to God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and rewards those who earnestly seek him. We're going to look at two characters today. We're going to look at Abel and his brother Cain, and we're also going to look at Enoch. The writer of Hebrews goes all the way back to the beginning. He starts with Cain and Abel. Cain was the firstborn son of Adam and Eve. What an amazing position to be in. Adam and Eve had been created out of the ground, but Cain was the first man ever to be born from a woman. Cain had a brother called Abel, and we're going to pick up this story in Genesis. Genesis 4, verse 1 to 16. Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, with the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked down with favour on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favour. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do but sorry, but if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, 
Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? Then the Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain, so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Both Cain and Abel made an offering to God. Cain's was rejected, but Abel's was accepted. The passage doesn't tell us why one was accepted and the other was rejected. However, we do know that God is just and that his character is good. And so we know that God dealt correctly with both of those. He always does what is right. Sometimes we don't have all the information and we need to trust in the goodness of God. However, as this story unfolds, we begin to find out that there are some real issues with Cain's character. Cain was rejected, became angry and downcast. In that context, in verse 6 and 7, God speaks to him about the situation. He asks him, why are you angry? Why are you downcast? And then he begins to give a hint as to why Cain's offering was not accepted. God said to him, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? It's not the gift, but it's the giver that needs to be right. The words, if you do what is right, means in the original languages, if you behave in an upright manner. Cain, if he behaved in an upright manner, would find that God would receive his gifts. But if he didn't, we're told, sin is crouching at your door and desires to have you. The sad thing is that Cain did not behave uprightly. He gave in to sin. He planned and carried out the murder of his brother, Abel. His true character came through. We now see why his offering wasn't accepted, because he didn't live an upright life. When God questioned him about what he did to his brother, he even lied to God's face. He was not a good man. In 1 John 3.12, it says this about Cain. Do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Cain lived an evil life, but Abel lived a life of faith. He lived a righteous life because righteousness comes when we live by faith. Now, God's character is also shown even in punishment with Cain. God is gracious. What did God do? God stopped other people doing to Cain what he had done to Abel. You cannot make an offering to God if your life and character 
is evil. This is really clear. It's not about the gift that you give, it's about the life that brings the gift that matters to God. Hebrews also gives us some highlights about faith and the expectation it brings. In Hebrews 11.6 we find, and without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We are told that by faith Abel made his offering to God. We are told that faith means that we believe God and that there is a reward for the seeker. Cain's obvious evil character made faith impossible. Even more, it caused him to kill Abel, and because Abel stood fast in faith, God declared him to be righteous. Abel is in fact the first martyr that we see. He was killed by his own brother because his brother didn't live by faith, but Abel did. Verse 4 of Hebrews 11 goes on to say, And by faith Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. The blood of Abel speaks to us today of a life of faith, a life that was cut short but remained in faith to God. And so he received a better resurrection and a reward from God. So what do we learn from Abel? Well, we learn that he trusted God. We learn that he lived by faith. In a chapter um, earlier, we are told in Hebrews 10, 37 to 38, it says, but my righteous one will live by faith. You see, living by faith makes you a righteous person because the righteousness of Jesus becomes your righteousness. Abel was killed because he trusted in God. His brother didn't have that faith, but he was declared to be righteous because he lived by faith. We also learn that in faith it's not about human victory or even being victorious in this life. It's not about getting things. So much of our faith in our modern society is all about what I can receive. It's not about beating other people. It's about trusting in what God has said. It's about trusting in the character of God. You know, faith for Abel meant that he had an early death but it led to a glorious resurrection. We now come to Enoch. Enoch's one of my favourite characters, although there's very little said about him in the Bible. This is what we find in Hebrews 11 verse 5. By faith Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We find a little more said about Enoch in Genesis 5 verse 21 to 24. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he became the father of Methuselah. After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. So whereas we see with Abel's walk, it was cut short because of his brother, we now find that here's a man, Enoch, whose faith lasted for 300 years. What an amazing thing.
Faith can be sustained in a short life, as we saw with Abel, and faith can also be sustained in a long life, as we find here with Enoch. I've already said there's very little said about Enoch, but we do know that he lived by faith, as is written here in Hebrews 11. We learn it is possible to live by faith for the long haul. Enoch's times were not easy times. We sometimes think, well, he walked with God for 300 years. It must have been a really easy time for him. No, it was not. If we move a little further down the passage from Genesis, where we read about Enoch, it says in Genesis 6, 5 to 6, the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. We also find that Jude writes about Enoch. He says in Jude 14 and 15, Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about them, them are the ungodly people. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all of them of their ungodly acts that they have committed in their ungodliness and of all the defiant words ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Enoch did not live a sheltered life. His 300 years was part of a human race that got progressively more evil to the point where God sent the flood and destroyed all of them except Noah and his family. And yet in those 300 years, he trusted God. Now there are a couple of things that we find in this passage in Hebrews. It says firstly that we must believe God exists. This might seem really obvious that faith means we believe God exists, but if I'm honest, there are a lot of people around who pray, but they don't really believe that God exists. It's more like playing the lottery for them. They know they're not going to win, but hey, just in case. Secondly, we must believe that God rewards those who seek him. Now, there's a big challenge. We think, oh, yes, um, I believe that. But in reality, often we don't. Do you believe that God will reward you as you seek him in the morning, as you live a righteous life, as you trust in him? He is a rewarder of those who live by faith. And so there are two things about um, earnestly seeking God and his rewards. The first is that we need to believe that his promises are real. What God says isn't just a myth or a fairy tale. It is truth and it will be fulfilled in his timing. The second is about our earnestness in pursuing God. God is not a hobby or a side project. God is not somebody we only think about on a Sunday or during a Bible study, nor is God an emergency exit from this world. He is our life. And Enoch exemplified that. Enoch walked in trust with God for 300 years. And Enoch achieved something that only two people in the history of humanity have ever achieved. He did not die. He went straight to heaven, bypassing death. Isn't that an amazing thing? Enoch was such a man of faith that he was spared death and went straight to heaven without experiencing it. Literally, faith beats death. C.H. Spurgeon, the great preacher, also highlighted that it says that Enoch could not be found, which insinuates that people were looking for him. 
Enoch's 300 years of faith had left an impact on those around him. A life of faith touches other people. A life of faith demonstrates that we are part of a kingdom that is bigger and greater and more powerful, and that we serve a master who created us and who loves us. And so when these people of faith go, there is a lament that goes out in the lives of other people. So in conclusion this morning, we've spoken about Abel and about Enoch. One had an extremely short life and ended up being murdered. The other had an exceptionally long life and didn't face death. And yet both of these lived by faith. I find it amazing that we can trust God in difficult times that may lead to an end that we don't like, or we can have an extended life that leads to a glorious end, but that doesn't really matter. What matters is that we continue to trust God, that we continue to have faith in God. And both of these were declared to be righteous. Both received their reward. Both of these are in Hebrews 11 as men and women of faith. And I look and I think Hebrews 11 is this great chapter and yet both of these have been entered in. And so Abel and Enoch leave us this example to follow. And I want to pray this morning that God would give us the grace so that we also can follow in a like manner, in a life of faith, in the context that we have been placed in. Let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you Thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. I want to pray this morning that you would enable us. I want to pray this morning that you would help us to be like Abel and like Enoch. Help us, Father, to live by faith every moment of every day. Help us to trust you in difficult times and in good times. And Lord, we know that you will lead us through. Lord, bless your people today. Lead us, guide us, protect us in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Have a really great day.